and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. This week we're going to be talking about some of our favorite things. These are a few of our favorite things. Raindrops on roses and the stuff about Catholics. Really great podcasts and stickers for water bottles. Brand shiny new planners all dressed up with strings. These are a few of my favorite Catholic things. You find out about different things about us all the time. (laughs) But yeah, so right now, some of my favorite Catholic things are the Blessed She planner that's sitting right here next to me. That thing is so cool. (laughs) It is so cool. Uh, It has all the feast days and... Oh, and you're a feast day girl. Yeah, Mm. it makes it so much easier. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I have my tan uh, story of civilization books over there because we're starting our homeschool this year. um, Yeah, we've already started a little bit. This year we're doing modern modern history. Thank you. One of my favorite things um, from this past year uh, has been the... um, you know, an oldie but goodie, uh, the Liturgy of the Hours. <laughs> like, what's, what's it called? Liturgy of the Hours? Mm-hmm. Why did my brain not think of that <laughs> phrase? Um, Divine Office, <laughs> all that jazz. Um, this past year, um, my husband and I took up the practice of uh, starting the day together with um, uh, morning prayer and then ending the day with either evening or night prayer depending on how quick we need to pray night prayer for the win <laughs> or there's this like or if we're both falling That's asleep funny. I think it was Stacy introduced us to a wonderful YouTube it was Lauren because I was, I was about to say that one that um, was definitely one of my favorites beautiful but I, I found that in um, praying morning and evening prayer and like the like repetitive nature of like hearing some of these same psalms and praying through some of these same songs psalms over and over and over um i i always like glean something different from it it's not just like going like for there have been times where i've tried to pick up the practice and it's been um kind of a just oh well i just read it great you know but um really daily um making this part of our routine not just like has like it's one brought my husband and I definitely closer together that we um, do this together and pray this together and really are praying it and not just saying it. Um, and then also we do ha- incorporate some um, like spontaneous prayer for each other um, every morning as well too. But um, but like praying these like the Psalms especially like it just finding that God speaking to me. Um, in little moments, little things that through that, that really, I never would have, um, thought about before and definitely feeling the Holy Spirit, um, working in my life 
through praying the Liturgy of the Hours. Nice. Bishop Barron has a really cool uh, new resource out just in the past year or two where they've taken some of, you know, and it's a little controversial, Do you, is the flipping of the ribbons with the Liturgy of the Hours, it's all very <laughs> confusing, and is that more beneficial than having it all laid out for you? Well, you're praying the hours, that's what matters, and you're praying it well. Well, Bishop mm-hmm. Barron has this resource out where you don't have to flip, and they send it to you every month, and it's all the readings in a row, and you just read them every yeah. day. Um, I just use the app. <laughs> no, well, it, it, but it's a functionality thing that I, you know, I have, I, I, I think there's benefits to both. Yeah. But I think when it comes to families praying the hours together, mm-hmm. this is a really cool resource mm-hmm. to try out because after a while, if you save these books, night prayer is always the same. Now, right. some of the other prayers are going to shift and change. But night prayer, for the most part, is always the same. So at one point, you're going to have enough for your whole family to each have their own copy. Yeah. And it's this beautiful way to pray the hours and I, I would have to echo with you that the liturgy of the hours mm-hmm. has been a blessing in our lives this year too particularly through um being able to appropriate it better um in our, within our family life thanks to this new resource um that's something i've done as a carmelite for years it's part of my part of my promises so to be able to have a resource that my kids can really have a, their hands on it uh and praying it with us like particularly yeah. night prayer is so how totally does that compare cool. to um, like sh- the book, the shorter Christian prayer? Because we um, have that, we have that so, for okay. each of our kids. Shorter Christian prayer is just the big Christian prayer book just, with a bunch of stuff taken out. Yeah, it it's doesn't just have the Psalter. Like, reading. It's, yeah. just, it's just it has morning the major, and evening prayer and night prayer. And it has a few other little things, yeah. some of the feast days, some of the solemnities. Some Very of the, few. <laughs> but, but it's a great resource for kids. Again, that's mm-hmm. a great starting point. I think anytime we are joining our prayers with the prayers of Jesus, which is what the letter to the hours is, those are the prayers of Jesus. So this other, this I don't know what it's called, but do you remember the name of it? Well, it's just it the Word on Fire Institute. Oh, yes. Word it's Bishop yeah. Barron's thing. Um, you, you can go to his website and you'll find it. It's a little but, orange. So that, that specifically, like, like, it has, like, the, the whatever feast day, memorial, it's, like, by the date, right? Is mm-hmm. that how it is? It's just, so it's by just by really date. straightforward. So, and I've That's noticed, really nice. I've noticed some small, what I would say are, discrepancies between the two but they're not really discrepancies it's just all about how you order things so there's some differences but they're so small that I almost they're almost never there which is great that's how you know it's being faithful to the year of the church that's how you know it's the same hours that the whole church is praying so that's just a resource to remember if you're wanting to incorporate the liturgy of the hours which the church highly highly recommends and wants the laity to pray the liturgy of the hours and join in the actual prayer of Jesus. It's very important to make that distinction. That's what liturgy is. Mm-hmm. It's the prayer of Jesus when we're entering into that. We're entering into the life of Christ. Because, like Annie said, once you enter into the life of Christ, he enters into you. Well, it is like in, its, like in the churches, like in the, like the, the, the liturgy of the the of the mass that's like the prayer of like the priest and like yeah. leading us but liturgy of the hours is supposed to be like it's in the church it's the prayer of the people yeah and for you know it's not church. just like the prayers of monks and you know no. sisters and you know no, no, no. like you know mm-hmm. there, it's not you know that is a big part usually of um uh of their you know of what they're of their the things that they're called to like to do but like and they pray that for us but that doesn't mean that we 
can't partake or shouldn't partake mm -hmm. in that as well. And that, and that it, it's like, like I said, it has really been a, um, like it's really changed how I think about prayer too. Cause if mm -hmm. I had, if you asked me a year ago before we had started praying together daily on this, my, like my husband, he, he does the books with the flipping and he has the, mm -hmm. you know, he went to yeah. seminary and he learned how to do that. That's and like, that's and, and that's, it's, it's and I always like, I would see him, praying that you know praying with there and i'm like he's just reading a book like that's kind of how it felt to me i was like how is he you know is how, how are you really getting anything from it you know like where's the feelings because you know i'm me and my feelings um but like it like it's kind of transformed my heart on that totally and like i've recognized like i have struggled with um in, you know in so many years of like and still do like of having that um a consistent prayer life and he the, the liturgy of the hours is just right there telling yeah. me this is how you can be consistent and like it's not and and there is definitely beauty in those like personal conversations with god and i need to have those and i do have those but it hasn't been until this last year and through praying consistently the liturgy of the hours that are really like I really saw how and could and developed that more personal prayer mm -hmm. with Christ through that, and it's been just really transformative for my, um, you know, my faith and for my you know relationship with my husband too. It's been it's been really amazing to pray together. You know? mm -hmm. And it is kind of ready made. It's always there, and you don't have to feel mm -hmm. it. You know, praying it well is super mm -hmm. important, which you can do when you're mad at God. You can still pray well. Mm -hmm. uh, you can do that when you're mad at your husband, sitting next to you, praying the hours. Done it. <laughs> you, know, you can do it. Uh, you know, it's, there's no, it takes the mandate of human performance out of the mix, and it mm -hmm. joins us in with what God is already doing all over the world and in our hearts and in our homes. You know. Well, and in that, like, I... Uh, another one of my favorite things I would say is um, that I that I read this past year is uh, Dan Burke's um, the, the spiritual warfare uh, and the discernment of spirits. Mm -hmm. And in that, um, he talks about how you know during those times of desolation, like you stick to those commitments that you made during the times of mm -hmm. consolation. You don't make those changes. I mean, I'm really bad about that, but. Liturgy of the hours has made that part, like that part has been easy because it's like this is what I'm con continuing with this. It's not, it's it just, it, especially with having that, that accountability of being able to do it with like praying together with my husband on this. Like, but one of us, one of the us is like feeling blonde, doesn't really want to, you know, stay up for prayer and is wanting to fall asleep and like, or. Or if the or the other one is like or okay, I'm the one who doesn't wake up. He's the one who falls asleep early. Um, <laughs> so we pull each other along in that and being able to stay consistent, even if you know I, we don't want to. Mm -hmm. um, so well, say I think it's it's like exercise. Like mm -hmm. if you start an exercise routine and you go when is the last thing you want to do, mm -hmm. but you do it anyways and you suffer through it. You hate it the entire time you're doing it, mm -hmm. but you do it because you know you need it. I'm not then, in agreement, but yeah. I never exercise. <laughs> well, I, I don't ever exercise either, but I've heard, this, 
But it, it, it increases your commitment. It like kind of solidifies your commitment and it makes you stronger. And it's right. the same in prayer life. Oh, I've had that sure. too where like one of my favorite things is the litany of trust by the sisters yes, of life. Girl. Yeah, oh. I pray that pretty much every day. And I have like a routine in the afternoons where I pray a prayer for my family and I, I include this prayer. And um, it's... It, I've had those times where I just don't want to. I want to do absolutely anything but sit down right now and pray these prayers. And I've gotten off off the wagon and I get back on the wagon. But it's actually stuck for a while now because I had those times where like, and it was like my skin was crawling because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And like, I just wanted to rush through it. But when I noticed I was rushing through it, I tried to like force myself to slow down and actually focus on the prayer so and direct it to God. And it's gotten, and, and, and it really was something that like I've learned through. So I think partially through that and partially through some other things that it's, even though I, it feels dry sometimes that desolation, I guess mm-hmm. it feels very dry and there's no emotion in there. And again, I just want to do something else. Like, I'm still doing it out of love for my family. Right. Like, it's it's not about me. Right. <laughs> and, and like, it, I guess in part it is about me because I'm receiving grace, you know, from God or whatever. He is including me in that. Being he's empowered. giving me. Yeah, he's yeah. giving me a gift through that. And to say yes to this prayer. But it's, yeah, it's been, it's been a beautiful lesson in how it's not all about me. To love somebody is not about how I feel. To love somebody is about doing something for those other people regardless of whether or not how I feel about it and buckling it down basically mm-hmm. and sometimes just having to get it done but eventually you start like you grow to love it and so because I mean even in like the litany of trust you know like they have each individual prayer is preceded by or followed by either deliver me Jesus or Jesus I trust in you mm-hmm. and there have been times that I'm like can't I just say it one time like Go ahead and do all the prayers, and at the end, say, deliver me, Jesus. And say say all the prayers and say, Jesus, I trust in you. And I want to so badly sometimes. Because the Holy Spirit, you have to say his name over and over and over. And there's power in that name. Oh, yeah. There's power to break attachments every single Mm -hmm. time you say it. You are praying the blood of Christ over your life. It Mm -hmm. will break chains. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. saying his name. I've seen it. You know? Same. I mean, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. That inertia, though, there's that, there are times when you, there is, you will, it literally makes you have anxiety to think about praying. Mm -hmm. We need to examine what that is and understand what that is. The single biggest threat to the enemy in this world is people who pray. Mm -hmm. And so he is going to do, and I'm not trying to get all like Satan's around every corner with y'all people. Y'all know I'm not like that. What I'm saying is there is, there is a spiritual realm. There is a defensiveness within that spiritual realm to things that will bring us into union with God. And you are a mega threat if you draw close to Christ. Mm -hmm. You are a problem. Well, and I think something to remember in that is that, like, while God does not give you desolation, he does not give you anything from the evil one, the evil one gives it to you. He allows it to happen. He is watching every moment of that desolation. He's watching every moment of that anxiety, whatever it is that you're going through. And so, and because he is far, infinitely more power, powerful than Satan, you persevere, you yes. keep going, you say yes to him, even though it is, again, making your skin crawl. And it does. And we're here it, to tell you, you guys that it does. Yeah, you will. He will strengthen you. He will embolden you. He will give you all the grace you need to say yes. And, and the wisdom. Yes. I think that's the thing that 
that really what Mother Teresa talks about with prayer is that prayer isn't really about like feeling good. It's about drawing close to Christ, but it's really more than that. It's about seeing. It's allowing your vision to be moved in a certain direction towards God's vision. So he gives you his goggles, so to speak. If we don't pray, we're not going to see the people or the situations in our lives the way it actually is. It will literally be distorted. Mm-hmm. There's a distortion there that happens. It's like when, you know, a microphone, you can't hear what it's being said because there's all this noise. And that's what we face. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that um, brings me probably to what right, right now, at least in the past year, has really been my favorite things. And Lauren, you talk a little bit about this in your uh, gathering mana moment uh, retreats, the merciful moment retreats about visual anchors that bring us back to prayer. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I, cool. One of the things that I do in our house is I have, like, there's a prayer card by the water fountain because every time I get a drink, I pray the St. Gertrude prayer to release souls from purgatory. And then um, I have my little blessed, so <laughs> I have my blessed she, little rosary uh, bracelet that I got this past uh, Lent and I've been wearing that and I might not be saying the rosary every you know uh, you know every time I look at but it it brings my focus back to God and one of those things is like when I'm feeling the, that desolation or my routine is so messed up that I'm not in my regular prayer routine I like having those visual anchors that at least bring my focus back to God constantly throughout my day. So I like to put prayer cards or prayers or things, just, you know, Mm -hmm. those types of things up where I know I'm going to be seeing them. I know I'm going to look at them. I know I'm going to feel them or touch them um, so that I'm constantly bringing my focus back to God, even if my prayer life is all Mm -hmm. over the place, if that makes any sense. No, that's beautiful. That's something that I'm wanting to, like, do in this next year. Right, We moved... um, into a fixer-upper back in September and we still have like nothing on the walls um I mean things are painted now you know (laughs) we're not living in a camper anymore but um that was gosh you never even talked about that oh yeah I lived in a camper for two months we slept in a camper tell them with how many kids we slept it was it's an 18 foot another episode (laughs) 18 foot camper with you know we only have four like, we're Catholic, <laughs> only four. It's like small. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Only four. Well, we've had friends with four kids living in the camper. Yeah, yeah. It's like we were only there for two months. It was, was that one of your favorite things? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> our camper is because I got to go on a week long vacation with just my husband and yeah, no but the tire No, the tire did not only blow. The, the entire wheel fell off. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, but the lug nuts got sheared off. But you were almost <laughs> home by that point. Yeah. So. And it was just extra time for you to pay Exactly. Out. Yeah, the, we just laughed. It was funny. Um, <laughs> we got we got to like have you know, spend a lot of money getting to to a church that we had we're friends with the priest and there you go. Yeah, instead of having it uh, all the way to our house, which would have been a lot more. But you know what? That's it was like I do flat feel Oklahoma though. not coming down off the side Praise of the mountain. God. I, but I do feel like this camper, yeah. I know this is a little vignette, but, but I feel like in Annie's life, this camper okay, is such like thing. a symbol of like her fam, like what she wants her family to be. Like, I mean, <laughs> like they go to the mountains in this thing and they go camping in this thing and they're doing all these beautiful things that I think are so pretty and I won't do it because I like AC. 
And I, you know, there's I, an air conditioner in there. Yeah, we don't use it. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go you, to the mountains where we don't need it. I see when you like said it's that your it was vehicle to like. We want to get away, you know? only bring like, a few things we're simplified. Whereas in real life, <laughs> we do not do the whole minimalist thing, even though I should. She's trying to poo-poo this. I'm telling you, this is no, like a spiritual I'm... rod in her life. Yeah, it is I a, do love it. A focal point. See, I was thinking family. like living in a camper, you thought she was like, wanted to be a redneck family. Like oh no, this is like the John Paul II purity. And I'm not even like downing. The camper that takes you to Jesus up where the air is clean. She, they took it to, didn't you take it to like a domestic church retreat or something? Yeah. This is yeah. what I'm talking yeah, about. This camper, literally every major conversion here. experience that they've had together, including this little romp that they just had together. Okay, <laughs> stop poo-pooing it. I'm telling I you, I'm honest something. The romp. It was nice. Oh, gross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I feel like this camper is the favorite thing in your life. I'm calling it for this year. Just from the stories that you tell about it. Oh, okay. I'm going to get I'm back so, to PG people. I'm not so sure how to edit that. I should <laughs> edit that. I, know, no, okay. I have absolutely no transition from that, so I'm just going to start talking about something else. Okay. <laughs> hey, those people are around yeah. me. <laughs> this is, this well, is no. what so, so you, you, Stacey, talking about like the visuals around. Like, one of the things that have been favorite for me is, like, the conversations that I've been having with my kids. Like, my son just mm-hmm. recently, my oldest son recently received his first communion. And so having conversations with him, very in-depth conversations about, philo- like, I don't know if you call it philosophy. Theology. Theology mm-hmm. and just God and the church and everything and personal relationship with Christ has been some of my favorites. And my daughter joins in and my four-year-old just kind of mimics everybody else, but he's fun with it, too, and he listens and recently, one of my kids has been, um, or what my kids and I have been talking about, again, like that personal relationship with Christ and building that up and how we go about doing that. And, um, you know, and one of the ways is increasing our prayer life and not just having prayer with, you know, mom and dad at night, but like, in, you know, doing, having those little mm-hmm. moments with God throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we put just a little sticky note. We didn't buy anything or anything. It was just a sticky note that I put on the bathroom mirror so that every time they go to the bathroom, they go to brush their teeth, get dressed in there or whatever. It just says, I love you, God. And that way they can see that. And they, I told them, you guys can pray that prayer. Because my, my, uh, I told my four-year-old what it says. He can't read yet. But my six-year-old and eight-year-old can. And so they can look at that and know that. But um, I told him, you know, you don't have to just say, I love you, God. You can say whatever comes to your mind. And I was like, you know, just just those little moments. It doesn't have to be sitting down for 10 minutes and praying. Mm -hmm. It can just be, especially for kids, just Mm -hmm. thank you, God, for today. I love you, God. You know, I'm thinking about you. Please help me right now. Please bless my sister or whatever. And then like this morning, we were readings from um, the Catholic Children's Bible. Another one of my favorite things. We try to, I, I don't do this. Catholic Children's Bible. Yeah. No, no. Oh, sorry. There's lots of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. It's just it's one. Big it's, big it's a big one. one. Yeah. yeah. It has like the featured stories. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. There you yeah. go. But, um, yeah, I love that Bible series. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. And so we, I, we kind of go in and out of reading it every morning. I'm not super good at the consistency, especially on the weekends. Like, we do it for school. We, mm-hmm. like, start the day with that right before we start school. And then on the weekends, I get off. And then for the last, like, month that we didn't do school, we got off. But um, anyways, like, we'll read just a short section of that. 
And then today I started having my kids. I was like, from now on, after we read scripture, we're just going to take 10 seconds. And I just want everybody just to close your eyes, be quiet, say whatever it is that you want to to God. Just to try to start building that personal relationship. Because it's good to be catechized, obviously. We need to be well catechized. We need to know why it is that we believe what we believe. To go to Mass, to receive the sacraments, to do all of that. But if you're not building your personal relationship with Christ... All of that is not going to have the effect that Christ means, means it to have on right. life. Exactly. So. Yeah, I started um, doing, like, we, it's called the clipboard system with, uh, from, I can't remember what it's called. I link it. But it's just like, one of the things, it's it's a list of things for the kids, like, for each of the kids for, like, chores and different things. But I included in there, like, prayer and, or scripture time. And I'm... I, so they can kind of choose what they want on there. And yeah, right now it is checking a box type thing. But it's kind of neat, like, to see my kids um, picking, like, seeing how, what is the best way for them to hear God. So, like, my, my seven-year-old, he ha- like he is more about, like, you know, person like, he takes, he goes if he, like, goes by himself and he will pray. Whether it's, like, I don't know if he's doing, like, a Hail Mary or if, he, or if he's having his conversation with God but my, my nine-year-old, he's been taking his St. Mary's Bible, uh, St. Mary's Bible, the, the Catholic uh, Children's Bible, that same one, um, and he's been reading from it um, on his own. And he tried to start at Genesis and go straight through. And I was like, dude, <laughs> you probably shouldn't do that. Uh, but I'll let you I'll let you try. But, and but I will say not all the stories are fully edited. Right, they're not. It's <laughs> not edited in there. Yeah. Say, that's not like, a children's book, that Bible. No, it is, it is the Bible. Like, it's not, it's yeah. not a, edit, it's like, but the little stories in the middle, and I, uh, the, or the, 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 Featured ones. Those yeah, are featured those ones are, are a little bit making yeah. sure that they're you know the more PG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, um, it's just been kind of neat to see him doing that like on his own and like like yes, he, I am kind of requiring him to, but he's also choosing that like that's what mm-hmm. he's choosing and he's choosing what he reads from there. Mm-hmm. And he did come and he's like, okay, mommy, I need to go. I, I need to. Be, skip the old testament for a little while but then he came back to it he's like like this uh he's at camp right now but um he had he's like i want to read about uh daniel and the lion's den can you help me find it and so i help him find it and i had the little feature and he's like no i want the whole thing (laughs) he wanted the long story Um, so it's just really i like i love it like those those things that our kids are like seeing and like do is that really like is that how I am approaching scripture? Am I going to it and do I want the whole story? Or do I just want the parts that are more entertaining to me? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, I, I didn't really think about it at the moment, but I was thinking about it later, about that, what he said. I was like, how, and it was really kind of, kind of reflecting on that in my own life and how, um, how, how many times am I just wanting to skim over things and just do what's, yeah. do what's entertaining or interesting rather than, looking at the whole story and seeing what God wants to tell me through that. Well, talking about stories and our kids, another one of my favorite things that we use, um, and I learn a lot from too, uh, Shine Like Dolls has a podcast called Saint Stories. Um, They're... Another one after that. (laughs) So I really like, you know, listening to that when we can. And then we all, we try to when we're home, 
Um, every time we're home at lunch, we listen to Catholic Sprouts, and I've learned quite—I've learned a lot from that mm-hmm. uh, podcast from the guests that she's had on from from Nancy, and, and just um, the conversations I have with my kids that spark, get sparked from that podcast. Those are some of my favorite. I want to add Catholic in the podcasts. Saints Alive podcast. Oh yeah, I haven't it gotten to like it's audio to drama. One for kids but not like it's just shortened it's like you know uh they're like maybe 30 minutes or something and they're they're really well done um, i like the one that was on catholic sprouts that we haven't listened to them by themselves yet yeah and then well and then if you you uh on formed they have the and i think there's the truth in life app too but they like i think they have the audio drama version of um like the gospels and then there's also some other um sort of like feature lengths, like hours long, um, sort of like, of, uh, I think there's one of uh, St. Augustine maybe, or I know there's something with St. Cecilia and like they're really, really well done. And they're like, I'll pop my, oh, favorite thing, noise canceling headphones. <laughs> second for that. Yeah. <laughs> Put those in and I can listen to these podcasts, to the, um, these, the audio dramas or listening to the, like, and with the kids and they just I, it's been um really fruitful for me mm-hmm. to be able to do that and we listened to i think the saint joan of arc mm-hmm. the saints alive and yeah. we really enjoyed it we listened to some other ones and it bothered some of my kids because they were a little bit more violent but some mm-hmm. of them have like kind of like you know just warnings on there like right. hey around this time it gets a little violent or something for little ears and might might not like that but one last thing i want to say is one of my favorite things that have happened over the last year have been the conversations going back you've been talking about that a bit conversations that we've had i've gotten to have several of them that have been just either very fruitful or just have impacted me pretty greatly and i had a conversation with um this transgendered man outside of planned parenthood she was there um, with us a pro-choice sign i was there with my pro-life sign and we got to talking and both of us, she, she was so respectful to me, and I really tried to be very respectful to her. And we just had this conversation, and not, neither of us were belittling each other or calling each other names or, you know, just gaslighting each other or anything. Like, we were just being honest with each other about what we thought, questioning one another and being okay with being questioned and disagreed with. And it was just, I, I still think of her and I still pray for her every time I think of her because it was just such a beautiful moment and she seems like you know there were some shenanigans that her and her friends were doing that were very (laughs) off-putting while we were there praying but once we got to talk to each other I was like you seem like you're actually a pretty nice person (laughs) like you (laughs) have like everybody has the ability to you know do some crazy things but like you seem like you're honestly a nice person and I appreciate the conversation and I really enjoyed it and I've hoped to have another conversation again, but I, I've never seen her again, so haven't been able to. But talking to her, talking to atheist friends of mine, um, that you know, it didn't go anywhere. Like they didn't change my mind, I didn't change their mind. But again, it was just still a conversation, and it was respectful, albeit maybe a passionate, but it was respectful <laughs> uh, for the most part. And <laughs> you know, like just enjoying that, having conversations with family members where I got to talk with them about Christ, and they were open to hearing that, which I was so excited about. And as Christ kind of entered into that situation where they they were receptive to having a conversation about who Christ was. And I've seen some conversions happen as a result of that. 
Um, and anyways, I just, I love having conversations with people as long as it can be respectful. I don't have to change your mind right then. You don't have to change my mind right then. Of course, my end goal is that hopefully eventually you will come to conversion. But in that moment, it's just to have a respectful conversation to find out why you believe what you believe, what you're all about. It gets more at the heart of who a person is. I can just grow to understand you more and therefore I think respect you at a deeper level more. And I, I, I love it. I've, I've tried to have more conversations with people, but they've, you know, there are certain people who haven't wanted to, which is totally fine. Inside though, I'm like, please talk to me. <laughs> like, I love this so much. I want to talk to you, but you have to respect She's boundaries. Eat that missionary zeal, y'all. I think everybody of our listeners should know that before we started recording tonight, Alicia said, I'm sorry, guys, I'm probably not going to talk very much. Well, um, <laughs> I just was, I'm I just old and pregnant, and I feel like crap. And so I figured I wouldn't. But then the Holy Spirit got in me, man. Yeah, I asked him to come. I asked him. We prayed about before we started recording, and I was like, "Holy Spirit, come!" And, I just and he really came, beautiful. and he energized me. I just really thought it was beautiful. Like you didn't see like that you're, you know, passion, when you your passions come out. This is when you can see a person's charisms just kind of come right up to the table and ask you to take a look at them. And. That's probably been one of my, this year's been really turbulent for me, I guess. Like, there's been, like, you know, sometimes it's calm and beautiful, and then there's been just some really wrenching things. And um, But I think this has been one of my favorite things is us coming together, this, our recordings, our conversations before and after recording, our conversations on our little thread, our little messenger thread, and just, like, hearing everybody's stories and sharing our lives with each other and sharing our lives with our listeners and some of our listeners sharing their lives with us. It's just, that's been really beautiful this year. And I think that's probably my most favorite Catholic thing is sharing stories and walking together. Mm -hmm. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you. Coffee and Catholics is a proud partner of the Smart Catholics Podcast Network. Find new shows to love, meet like-minded Catholics, and join the community at smartcatholics.com.